I'm Anwar. And I'm Fairlith. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Discast. Good afternoon, Anwar. Hello. Hello, and good afternoon to everyone else, or morning, or midnight, or 2 a.m., or in the car, whenever you're listening to this. I'm so happy you're here. Hello. Hello. We have a lot to cover today in Disney News, and we have a big movie review for you uh, this week. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's uh, Jungle Cruise Week on Discast. Yeah, so we decided to uh, take a quick break from the Silver Age, uh, because... Jungle Cruise came out this past Friday, and it's no secret that Fairleth and I are big fans of the Disneyland parks and the yeah. rides therein, as, and specifically the Jungle Cruise ride. Opening so, day ride! So we decided to go and watch it, and then we decided to just, in, instead of foregoing, or instead of doing like the, the other kind of recent reviews like we did with Raya and Black Widow and Cruella, like where it was just a quick, like... 20 minute spiel we're actually going to like talk about it because it's been it's been a movie that we've been very excited about for a while yep uh and yeah and give you some info on the ride itself that that which the movie is actually based on yep well i say based on but you know what i mean (laughs) yep yeah yep but before that disney news we've never made a jingle but i'll just always sing a different jingle it's disney news next week it'll sound different It'll sound different. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, go. So, yes. Yeah, so just a quick overview on some things, and then we'll get into the specifics. Uh, apparently, there's an Imagineer named uh, Lanny Smoot, who has received his 100th U.S. patent. Smoot. But also, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> he's, uh, he's an Imagineer and Disney researcher, and has just acclaimed his, or has just reclaimed, reclaimed, acclaimed. What? He just got his first or his 100th u.s patent wow so that this guy literally has a hundred patents that's so cool good like, for all him. just through all just through research and development of through the disney parks just from building shit fantastic which is just which to me is just really cool so neat lucky person yeah that's just really really awesome lucky it's talented nice person has, yeah and especially lucky lucky company for like getting for having him be there to do those things for them Mm -hmm. um (laughs) lanny smoot who is he's wonderful he's featured on a lot of the documentaries you can find uh about disney parks that are on disney plus oh the synergy i love it um he has gosh his his 100th patent by the way was patent number 11 million 80,779 in history and it's called systems and methods of presenting a multimedia entertainment in a venue i don't know what what exactly it was but uh <laughs> there you go oh just you know, just sounds like he made something really cool in the theater mm-hmm. um let's see what what does he got here um some of lanny's favorite patents while working for disney include such things as um oh my gosh uh, many of the special effects in the haunted mansion are his patents the lightsabers used oh. in the star wars launch bay uh the virtual and interactive koi ponds at the crystal lotus restaurant at hong kong disneyland hotel 
the Fortress Explorations Interactive Adventure at Tokyo Disney Sea, and Power City at Project Tomorrow, and um, also uh, upcoming projects like the uh, new state of the art expanding lightsaber and the lightsaber training experience, both of which will be part of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser multi day experience coming in spring 2022 to Walt Disney World Resort. So amazing and also a lot of his patents haven't even found their way to disney parks yet they just have put a pin in them that's ridiculous that's insane mm-hmm. this guy's li- so then this guy's literally going to be responsible for those ridiculous kick-ass lightsabers yeah that gonna have. absolutely super cool guy he's also um developed new ride systems we haven't seen yet and 3d displays where you don't need to wear 3d glasses but they don't appear in the parks yet yet lanny smooth <laughs> That's awesome. It's so cool. That That's really awesome that he's able to just, like, do that kind of stuff and then, you know, so get neat. that recognition. Yes. That's Ooh. awesome. Good for him. So cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yay. Yay for Lanny. Lanny smooth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and actually, so speaking of the Galactic Star Cruiser, that is another big piece of the news today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just recently, they recently released a, uh, a little 30-second trailer of it doesn't really say much except what i've gathered from the trailer uh it looks like some of the cast members are going to be dressed up in various star wars galaxy-esque uh costumes Mm -hmm. uh i think there's a twilight in the commercial if i have my aliens right i watched it this morning and now i can't remember i'm pretty sure there was a i i think it's a twilight uh the twilight is the one with the the two really really big the the Head tentacles, things. yeah. It, but is it pronounced yeah. Twi'lek or Twi'lek? I I thought it was Twi'lek. I'm gonna find if out. If it's Twi'lek, then that's fine. Um, anyway, and so yeah, and so like there's it's like a, there's like a silly little, um, what's it called, uh, overdub or like a narration, and it like cuts to like a family in what I'm assuming is one of the the rooms, mm-hmm. and it looks like a bunk area that you would kind of find. Like they describe it as like this is like reminiscent of what you'd find in the Millennium Falcon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's themed and immersive, you know, which is great. Um, but it's like clearly the dad just like fully narrating like the adventure that they're going to have it's him cute. and his, uh, him and his uh, wife and daughter. And it's just very funny and cute. And I'm like, oh, that's so silly. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I looked it up. Uh, both Twi'lek and Twi'lek are correct. They, uh, cool. the pronunciation is based off of what side of Ryloth you were from. Oh, yeah. fascinating. So uh, Twi'leks so li- li- pronounce their so own names differently depending on where they're from. Yeah, so it's literally dialect-based. It's dialect-based. I That's know. cool. There you go. Oh, I love that shit. Me too. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, I <laughs> don't yeah. need to derail, but there you go. No, that's fine. Uh, and so, yeah, so that was like the little 30-second teaser. It looks very cute. It tells us very little, except for the fact that apparently it's going to be like, there's, they're going to do like two-day immersive experiences mm-hmm. for, the, for the people who are staying there, which to me is kind of crazy. Yeah. Like like can you can you imagine planning a 2-day immersive show basically? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean like you you've you've written and planned out immersive shows, but like do you think like you would be able to expand that to two, to 2 days? Yes. <laughs> I I'm very passionate about immersive theater. Actually, Galactic Star Cruiser was what inspired me to, uh, so I don't know if you know, I don't want to talk about myself on the podcast too much, but I'm a, I'm a playwright and I focus on immersive theater. That's my real passion. I, I like writing all kinds of plays, but I love immersive theater. 
And um, it didn't occur to me until I started hearing about Galactic Star Cruiser that Imagineering might need writers and, and creators and idea people as well as they need engineers. It never occurred to me that I might be able to be an Imagineer. So I'm... Um, I don't know. I keep thinking about moving to L.A. and trying to move up in the Disney company mm. and become that guy because that's what I do. I'm very excited about it. I just keep thinking of all the things. Like, you're, you you get taken away for side quests. The trailer showed people... Um, oh, spoilers ahead, but spoilers are in the trailer. So, um, people getting it's pulled aside. <laughs> yeah. By a, um, a resistance person. A, yeah. A, I guess a... A, re- a rebel who conscripts yeah. you for a secret mission and gives you some stuff and I don't know what the stuff is but then you got to go do stuff with the stuff I guess so it looks mm-hmm. pretty cool so I think there's going to be a lot of individual immersive elements within the Galactic Star Cruiser but as I gather this this immersive experience while it is storyline based is like the idea is you're on a cruise ship but it's a Star yes. Wars cruise ship so it's yes. immersive in that you have to buy into being in space all the time, but and the the staff is always in character, and there's stuff like Twi'lek dance shows, and the food is all immersive and stuff like that. But I don't think it's the same thing as being in an immersive show that never ends. I think it's more like being in an immersive restaurant that never ends. Have you ever been to an immersive oh, restaurant? Okay. Uh, no. Immersive restaurants are really fun if you are like me, and you are. Um, I used to work. Did I ever tell you I used to work at a Mars themed immersive restaurant in Times Square? Mars theme? Yeah, it was called Mars 2112, and it was at 50th and Broadway, (laughs) and you would go in, and it was the same kind of idea, but much, um, not exactly lower budget, but much more Times Square cheesy. Um, Like, it was lower budget than what Disney has, but it wasn't (laughs) low budget. So you went in, and it was Starport, and then you wait in line, and then you go onto a spaceship, and then you do a simulator ride like Star Tours, but, you know worse and um (laughs) then you on the other side you like go out the other doors right and then on the other side is mars and all the walls are fiberglass red mars rock and all the walkways are metal and then the restaurant itself is set in a giant two-story crater and then i worked as a one of the characters walking around i was the queen of mars um, that sounds awesome. It was awesome. Um, and there were a lot of different restaurants in Times Square like that at the time. It's it's not in, like, a lot of them have gone out of business, but there's also the Jekyll and Hyde Club, which was featured in Kimmy Schmidt, which was a haunted house-themed restaurant, and so on and so forth. So to me, it looks like this is an immersive experience, but not the same as an immersive play. It's more like an immersive situation. Gotcha. Okay. All like right. the idea is like it's it's a cruise ship, but it's not a cruise ship. It's a hotel, and you have to buy into it being a cruise ship. I mean, that doesn't sound hard. No, I'm into it. <laughs> but I, I think I think that the immersive things will pop up, and people who have like extra Disney magic about them will get like you know extra little missions and side quests and stuff. People who are really into it, I imagine, is the idea. Yeah. That's very fun. That's very fun. Yeah. I think it looks incredible. Yeah. But expensive. Yeah. You got the prices there in Frenia? Uh, no. I forget what they are, but it's... it's Oh, here they are. Okay. So, sample standard cabin rates. Um, yeah. This is what it says exactly. Two guests per cabin is 1,200 USD per guest per night or 4800 for the entire voyage which is a lot of money for a two-night stay which is a three-day experience but that is a lot of money to drop on that that's a lot for for just a couple like because that's not enough yeah. time to see like you're going to disney world for this so first of all you can't just run back and forth for the equivalent of cali california adventure to magic kingdom 
Um, <clears throat> you are, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Galaxy's Edge is at Hollywood Studios in Disney World? I want to say yes. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm 99% sure I'm correct. Um, so, you know, you have a, a landing on the second day where you get to go to Batu. The idea is that mm-hmm. the cruise ship is letting you off on, on the private island of Batu, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but that also, Batu, yeah. yeah, and that connects to the rest of the park, but it's, it's Hollywood Studios. It's not the same as going to Disneyland, um, or Magic, Magic Kingdom. Kingdom. It's just not the same. Um, so like, I feel like people would have to combine this with another couple of nights at a different hotel, which is cheaper, but not that cheap at Disney World if you're staying on property. And if you're not staying on property, you are far away from everything and at a serious disadvantage. So, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah, that, you're right. It, I, it, you're effectively paying for two different trips. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you can just pay for Galactic Star Cruiser, but you've already flown to Florida. You you check in on the first day, so you're not there in the morning on the first day. It's impossible that you are. You're going to get there around, I'm guessing, like, 1 o'clock or whatever, 12 o'clock. Check in, yeah. get settled, have your first, like, night. It would probably include a show or something. I know there's at least a, I, I know there's a Twi'lek dance show, but I don't know anything beyond that. Then you've uh-huh. got the next day where you have morning stuff, breakfast, and whatever. You're released into, I guess, Disney Hollywood Studios for a while. Then there must be some kind of show at night, night stay, next morning, and then you leave. I don't know what the times are. This is all me extrapolating from what I know. But it's, oh, as cool as it looks, I don't know if I'd say it's worth the price. And, like, that means, like, Disney's creating stuff for the very wealthy, for the elite. And that was not the purpose of Disneyland. And it makes me feel a little squicky, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair. Because, like, I I understand that this kind of experience is expensive because it is because it's immersive, because of the amount of stuff that's happening, because of the amount of cast that you have, right? Like, I I get it. This is an expensive thing. But you can't just exclude an entire group or class of people, you know, who would love to go and experience it. Yeah. Like, people can't even afford to go to the Disneyland Hotel. And if I may be so bold, I don't think the Disneyland Hotel is worth the prices either. But, like... This is much more special than that. And I understand, I understand that it should be more than the Disneyland Hotel, but does it need to be this much more? For a four-guest per cabin stay, which they say here is three adults and one child, 749 USD per guest per night, which totals $5,999 plus taxes and fees, I'm sure. Yeah. American. How? Other than a honeymoon trip? I cannot imagine anyone below middle, like upper middle class being able to afford this. And no one's upper middle class anymore. There's two freaking classes. There's like people who just manage and the wealthy. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And it sucks because you know that the people that are going to be going to this and doing it are going to be, because they are higher class people, Generally speaking, higher class people are not nearly as forgiving and not nearly as nice yeah. to those, to the working class. Not as happy to play either. Like, And not as happy to play. They're like, excluding they're gonna, artists from this. Like, They're going to walk around with their noses, with their noses like up and just be complete assholes. And then you have the cast members who are going to be trying their damnedest to like, 
to try and interact with the families and with like the kids. It's not the kids I'm worried about. The kids will be into it. That's fine. It's the adults I'm concerned about. I agree. Because you, because you know that these people are going to be, are going to go and they're going to have like certain expectations. And you know that if something, one thing does not meet what they expect, you know they're going to be assholes about it. I agree with you. And I'm like, like, I don't even think we're being unkind here. I have a great deal of experience with different price points of immersive theater, both as a consumer and as a creator. And the higher the price point, the more entitled people feel to be terrible. Yeah. And so now it's now it becomes a concern for me of the people working this thing. Yeah. Like do you really want to be putting your your cast members through that? Do you really want to put them through just shitty experiences all because you want to have a high uh, a high price point? Yeah, like, like a high profit margin just out of the gate. And that's not even how business is supposed to work economically. Frankly, like, yes, people will pay for this, but like you make something and you're like, okay, it will pay itself off in this amount of time. You don't gouge people right away just because you can. You just make up a, a business plan. I, I don't know. I just think it's so rude. It's so, it's so mean not to let anyone who who loves 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 Disney but is at a lower price point come to this it makes me very mad yeah yeah it's fucking bullshit yeah also alcoholic and specialty beverages are extra of course they are yeah they always are oh and yes uh confirmation Disney's Hollywood Studios um you get one day there and so I mean that's a ton of time that you're what are you paying five thousand dollars for right like it doesn't cost five thousand dollars to go to so if like it says a day at Disney mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios and I'm sure you can opt not to go and just hang out in the cruise ship they can't make you go but like what are you getting for six thousand dollars I'm gonna be very eager to see what the vlogs and stuff say because like my partner and I had been saying maybe we'd save up to go on this for a honeymoon but like I I really need evidence that it's good yeah. enough and like frankly I'm sure it'll be sold out for way too long by the time I get evidence that it's good enough and I'm sure it will be but also like I don't six thousand dollars American Plus, alcoholic and specialty beverages for a two-night stay. I like that's that's a whole trip. That's so that's a much money. That's a trip, and that's and that's just the hotel. That's not that's even including. That's not even including the flights to go down there, plus the spending money to potentially do other things. Right? Yeah, to spend your day like, at Hollywood Studios, you're not going to buy anything at Galaxy's Edge. Are you not going to get any water? Are you not? You're not going to get any food. Not going to get any food. Like, it's a like, oh my god! And this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing that's driving me away from loving Disney parks lately. Is that they've just started charging for fast passes in Paris, and I just think like. Come on, we already have Max Packs, Ma- Max Pass that costs a lot of money. Now you're gonna add pay per Fast Pass, like, and that brings us again, like, when we start stop talking about this, the new Magic Key thing, which is the replacement for the annual pass. And again, is it's a price gouge compared to what you used to get. And I didn't even agree with how people were abusing their annual passes. So I'm just, I'm mad. Yeah, but yeah, I still not... want to do it. And that's the frustrating part is that like. If they were, if it's funny because it's like if they were to make the price more affordable, more people would be more inclined to do it. Yep. And more people that you know would actually appreciate the thing. Yep. Would be more inclined to do it. Absolutely. Well, here's another right? problem with it too. Um, 
I, I produced a lot of immersive shows and I've been to a lot of immersive shows and it takes one asshole who wants to show that they are cooler than the experience they paid for to ruin it for everyone around them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Disney's policy is for that. I hope it's throwing people out with one warning, but who knows? But like, if I paid $6,000, if I saved up all year, every spare penny and only ate peanut butter sandwiches and went and one asshole who was wealthy enough for it not to matter to them ruined it for me by loudly proclaiming everything to be fake and just being an asshole in the way you can at immersive shows i would be very angry yeah well i hope that i don't know like i i i it sucks to say but i really hope this falls on its face and like and Disney gets kicked in its own ass. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't do this to people. No, you can't. You can't I think ju- it's you awful. You can't just, you can't just be like, oh, we're, we're, we're Disney Parks, so we're going to fucking do this. And it's like, yeah, you're Disney Parks, but you realize you're also super alienating a bunch of people that have loved your product for so long and want to do the thing that you're doing. It's not that we don't want to do it. It's that you're not allowing us to. Yep. And again, it goes right? against what Walt Disney made Disneyland for, which was for all Walt to enjoy. Walt would be so furious. He'd be so mad. It's He'd so, so greedy. Mad. It's so greedy to create magic and show people and then be like, "Sorry, you can't go." Um, like as as oh. much like as as much of as much of a capitalist Walt was, and like we've you and I have gone on record by saying he was 100 capitalist. He wasn't perfect. No. But the biggest thing that he wanted to do was create something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. That was the thing. That was the driving force behind him wanting to make Disneyland. Yeah. He wanted to make a park that everyone can go to and everyone can have a good time. And that's not what that's not what these new people are doing. No. And I feel like, and like I feel like a big part of it is these people that are now like in uh excuse me that are in the big chairs don't know and don't care well, they're not artists that's the whole thing is like walt disney was a capitalist but he was an artist so his yes. whole thing he was i feel walt disney's talent was coming up with an amazing artistic idea and then giving artists free reign to create that idea within the parameter set. And then it was worth also the price that was set for it. And I cannot say as much like I gal. Okay. Controversial opinion time. Galaxy's edge is amazing. I do not think it is as amazing as it could be. I think it is very cynically made to be a strip mall with two attractions. One that is okay, and it doesn't have well, technically three if you count if you count the uh, if you count the um, the lightsaber building. Okay, if you count the lightsaber building thing, but that's also priced out of a lot of people's families can't afford to do that unless they're very rich. Because what are you going to do? Buy one for the kids to share, right? Like, mm, yeah, they're two hundred bucks a pot. American. Yeah. I don't know. I it's it's Galactic Star Cruiser would have to be good AF to even approach being worth this. And I It would have to be yeah, it would have to be it would have to be unfucking believable. Yeah. The I, thing the, the hotel has to move. The hotel has to move. If it's a real spaceship, <laughs> yes. If it was a real spaceship. <laughs> I have this um, um sample itinerary here from Disney about Galactic Star Cruiser. 
And it says there are activity uh, activities like sabak competitions, which is okay. cool. But I mean, if you consider okay. that, it's like you're you're entertaining yourself with a board game that you could like. Yeah, um, lightsaber right. training. Okay, pretty cool. And I'd, I'll give you. I'll yeah. give you the the lightsaber thing is going to be pretty pretty cool yeah. because it's it, it's going to be the new the new style lightsaber that they're doing where it's actively able to ex- to extend and retract. The thing is, and I don't want to spoil how the magic works. I found out how the magic works on that. Did we talk about it? I think we did. Like I know, I know the um, the patent I know was pending like a year ago. Mm-hmm. No, I... not a year ago. Like six months ago. Yeah, it was it was pending, and like I remember seeing images of it, and it's like there's like gears inside that when you trigger it, they spin and they push out tube of something i don't know well i will tell you um if you are want to avoid spoilers that will um break the disney magic illusion for you please just fast forward like 30 seconds it's um (laughs) here we go it's it's the same principle as a measuring tape that's it yes 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 i remember it's a measuring tape so my feeling is they're also gonna have to swap out the lightsaber once they've expanded it somehow maybe i'm wrong but like it's not what do you mean they can't fight with it because it's a measuring tape it go it it you know like it it, it, it's not a ba- thing you can battle with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I feel like they'll have to switch it out, which is, like, fine, whatever. It's a magic trick. Um, then we also have um, unexpected optional story moments that can pop up during a guest stay, um, like joining different factions, going on quests and stuff. That's the immersive, that's the immersive theater. Bit. It all seems cool and like stuff you'd find in family-friendly immersive theater, but I don't say see that price point being... Worth, worth it it at all based yeah. on that oh okay um can i do i have quickly time to go through i have this whole sample itinerary do i have time to go through it anymore yeah just go through it okay yeah. day one arrive at terminal 1 p.m what did i tell you 1 p.m mm-hmm. um launch pod to star cruiser 115 to 130 so that'll be like a simulator ride like you find in rise of the resistance like like a star mm-hmm. tours thing but i guess standing i imagine standing maybe seated because this is fancy ship orientation 145 to 215 light refreshments 3 to 330 sabak lessons 330 to 4 muster 4 to 430 captain's reception which i guess is meeting somewhere maybe there's an emergency or something captain's reception 430 to 5 dinner featuring live music 530 to 7 outer rim regalia 715 to 7:30. Unexpected story moment. For example, you might prove your medal to join an elite smuggling ring. Hide a stowaway to help the resistance. 7:30 to 8. Bridge training 8 to 8:45. Special atrium entertainment 8:30 to 8:45. It sounds amazing. That's day 1. It sounds amazing, but still $6,000 American. Day two, mm-hmm. breakfast, 7 to 8. Transport shuttle to Batu. Again, a simulator ride of some kind, 8.15 to 8.25. So everyone gets to ride Star Wars Rise of the Resistance during the equivalent of um, magic hours, 8.45 to 9.30 story moment there um on betu for example you might broker a deal for a heist arrange to steal a ship from the first order that is something that happens on betu so i'm not sure how that'll work next uh-huh. everyone gets to ride millennium falcon smugglers run 10 to 10 30 lunch at docking bay 7 food and cargo 11 15 to 11 45 i assume all of this is going to be included then so that's very helpful um mm-hmm. that comes out of the six thousand dollars so that's good transport shuttle back to star cruiser 12 40 to 12 50 and then you're in the Star Cruiser for the rest of the day. Um, so you don't get to explore all of Hollywood Studios. So that's... It's just Batu. Yeah. Uh, that's a little... Eh. And Docking Bay 7 is the lunch. Anyway, uh, lightsaber training, 1 to 130. Droid racing competition, 230 to 2- 250. Meh. 
Uh, maybe it's Austin. Maybe they'll have an amazing like race caller, like someone announcing or something. Build model ship, three to three thirty. Sabak tournament, four to five. Cocktails at Sublight Lounge, five to five thirty. Taste around the galaxy dinner. Sounds cool. Five thirty to seven. Story moment. For example, you might put the heist plan into action or bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. Seven thirty to eight forty five. Spectacular finale, ten to eleven. I get it'll be spectacular. There'll be a big fight, I'm sure. Probably. Day three, breakfast, 8.30 to 9.30, launch pod to terminal, 9.30 to 10. You're done at 10 on the third day. Hmm. It sounds awesome. It does not sound worth $6,000 American, honestly. Yeah, on paper it sounds great. But yeah. then again, that's how a lot of things just sound on paper. It's like, oh, look at this. Here's these really awesome things that you can do. It's great. And then suddenly you're like, oh, but this really wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like, how many how many times has it happened, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, a lot. Oh, yeah. God. There's blue shrimp. Um, Ooh, blue shrimp. <laughs> they're encouraging people to wear costumes, people of any ages. I don't know if you're allowed to wear your costumes to Batu, but I imagine you must be able to wear your costumes to Batu. Well, what are they going to do? Ask you to change? Yeah, like, I, I guess Before not. Batu? But that's, that's so weird. weird. How can they... I, I'm sure that I'm sure they keep everyone with a tour guide or something. It it must be that people are in specific groups. I don't know how many people are or allowed maybe, to go. Or maybe they get like uh, some sort of pin or something to like indicate that they're yeah visitors. Must be to something kind of thing. Yeah, there must be something to separate them from the from the crowd kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it sounds yeah. really cool, Anwar, but I, I again I can't imagine spending six thousand dollars on that instead of creating art of my own. Yeah, or even just like. Because, again, $6,000 is just a trip to Disney World. Yeah. And, I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people who go to Disney are American or from other other countries. But 6000 USD in Canadian is $7,527. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. God. I don't... That's a lot. I don't know yeah, what you could buy with that. I think you're right. I think it's going to have to be one of those things where we, like, we wait for the vloggers to, like... Yeah. Or, like, the, um, uh, the other... Disney vloggers who like get the get their special accesses to stuff and everything and then they can show what it is and then we'll get to be able to see I mean like we have to remember that they'll probably be somewhat biased because they're being oh yeah for sure Disney but I want to see what's going on so I can make my own decision I don't care what they say I just want to see what they're doing yeah that's the big thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well Maybe vloggers they, won't be allowed in. Maybe, like, no one's allowed to take video. I have no idea. That, that I don't think so. Only because, like, we've seen vloggers do other things before. Like, we've seen them showcase a bunch of other stuff in the past. Like, other, like, vlog, uh, vloggers were sent to, uh, uh, were sent to the special press day for Avengers Campus. That's true. I right? just figure because this is like and immersive. And they were able to film and everything. That's true. I just like if also if I went and paid six thousand dollars and there were a bunch of vloggers being like, "Hey, don't forget to like and subscribe every six seconds." I would also not be super psyched. And that's fair, but I think that's why they would send that. Like they'll probably do a press thing ahead of time, mm-hmm. right? They'll probably do that. I'm like sure what you're they right. do with Avengers Campus. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So. What is your opinion then on the on the magic key thing? Because I'm looking at them now. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, just like on its face, it does seem like a bad expensive. deal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just a little more forgiving of this because I know this is good for a year. Yeah. Right. Because like I'm looking. So like they they range. Right. You have the dream key. 
we'll put link. I'll put links. Uh, put a link to this in the in the show notes uh, as well, so everyone can take a look at it. But you have four options basically. You got your dream key, which is fourteen hundred dollars American, uh, and you get reservations, uh, reservation based admission to one or both theme parks every day of the year. Uh, up to six park reservation holds at a time. Twenty percent off merchandise. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent off food and beverage. And theme park park. Oh, wait. Okay, so maybe I misunderstood this because I thought you... I, I only read it quickly, to be completely honest with you. So I thought it was you could only do six theme park reservations at a time for a block of time. So you could only... Go, but you, if you played it carefully, you could go a couple times a week for the whole year, no problem. That I don't... That I'm not sure. I just sent you the, the link to the thing so you can take a look right, at right. it. Right, right. Yeah, yourself. no, I, I'm looking at it here. It, so it says... Yeah. And I'm just repeating what you said. Forgive me. Reservation-based admission to one or both theme parks every day of the year. And you can hold up to six theme park reservations at a time for different dates. But that means... So yeah. let's say... I wanted to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday in two weeks, but then I could just redo and make more reservations right away if they're available. Like I could go as often as I want if reservations are available. I'm looking at the asterisks. This is uh, the number of theme park reservations that may be held at a time during a specific booking window is dependent on past type and is subject to availability and other rules and restrictions, including excessive no-show rules, which, right. you know, if you're making the reservations and you're not showing up, you can go fuck yourself. Well, they have a penalty. That I do know. Um, yeah. If you do no-show a reservation, you're blocked from making any for 30 days. Mm. I mean, fair. Yeah, I think so. I think there should be a penalty because otherwise they're just going to fill it up with fake reservations like they do with dining reservations. If you're listening to this and do that with dining reservations, could you stop? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and so the Dream Key breaks down to $102 per month for 12 months for California residents after $179 down payment. Yikes. Yeah. And like you don't even get parking included until you have the Dream Key. Every uh, other key, Believe Key, Enchant Key, Imagine Key, you still have to pay something for parking, which... Yeah, but the belie- yeah, but the Believe Key is 50% off. And that's theme park parking. That's true. I mean, like if you if you park nearby, then like... You can you can walk. Yeah, I mean right? I don't know. I I think it's the best way they could have uh, made annual passes happen. I I, I have to, I there are two schools of thought on this on Reddit right now. Is like one, it's like the park's not going to be full of pass holes or aren't, who aren't doing anything, who are you know reciting every pre-show speech along with the thing. You know. I've been on the Haunted Mansion many times. I did not know that there wasn't a recorded scream in that ride. I've just always gone with a couple of annual pass holders who need to scream every time I've ridden the Haunted Mansion. I don't know if that's... I don't, I've heard that too, and I don't think that's true. I think there is a recorded scream. Is there a recorded scream? Good. I think there is. That's good. Like, I, I, I really like, hope that's true. Because like the scream that you hear is the exact same scream every time. Yeah. It's the same scream when you... like. If you, if you like watch multiple haunted mansion ride-throughs, I'm sure the script. Yes, you're going to hear other people screaming for sure, but you'll be you'll be able to find the one that's that's part of the record. I'm very very certain there is a recorded scream. In I'm going to look up this information because I think I think you're probably right because it always does sound similar to me. But I have seen people communi- uh, complaining about it, so maybe people just scream over it or something. Oh, people definitely out. scream over it. Absolutely, yeah. like it. Yeah, like you definitely have people in the thing who scream yeah. along with it because for whatever reason. But it's like if you're and a sure. person who rides the haunted mansion and you go in that stretching room and I have to listen to you saying your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, I'm going to be really mad at you. 
Yeah. Don't I do mean, that. Yeah. The yeah. point is, anyway, like, no one owns Disney parks, and having an annual pass doesn't mean you're more special than anyone else. And I think this no. will really go a long way to clearing the park for people who really value being there. Yeah. And for people who, like, have their annual passes to think about thoughtfully that they want to visit the park and spend a beautiful day there instead of maybe going and doing the same thing I mentioned before, which is feeling entitled to being a bit of a jackass. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Don't be, don't be an asshole. Don't be an just asshole. Go and, just go and enjoy the park. Yeah. Go and enjoy the park. Let other people enjoy the park. Enjoy th- that other people don't know as much as you do and just let them live. Yeah. You don't know if it's somebody's first time riding the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Exactly. The Haunted Mansion is, a, the Haunted Mansion is one of the best rides in the park. Let somebody enjoy it's it. It's one of the best rides in the world. Like you don't need to know, you don't, no one needs to know that you know that Big Thunder Mountain is the wildest ride in the wilderness. We, it is. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. I guess I was a little harsh on Magic Keys. I I think it could be really good. I, it Right now it seems a little complicated for my brain. Um, I'm, I'm considering after this first trip, like after, in a couple of years, trying to become an annual pass holder myself. So we'll see mm. how that all shakes out. Yeah. Well, we'll see if you're even able to because it does say that these this stuff is only for California residents. Yeah, but maybe they're rolling it out. I don't know. It could be. That could be. Because I'm pretty sure annual passes used to be available for people they outside did. of the States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But who we'll knows? see. Who, who knows? knows? I'm, sure, I'm sure people are still going to be annoyed and butthurt about it, but everyone's <laughs> annoyed and butthurt about everything. Yeah. Everyone needs <laughs> I mean, a hobby. A, I mean, we're annoyed and butthurt about fucking Galaxy Star Cruisers. Very so. much. Very, very annoyed. Very, very butthurt. Yeah. Anyway. So, let's move on to the main topic here. So, we're going to talk Jungle Cruise. Um, I think it's a good idea to kind of combine the two, yeah. As because they're kind of they're they're about they're the movies about the the ride. So yes, so quick little bits of information about the ride itself. So the ride itself uh, is an opening day attraction. Uh, Walt helped to construct that ride himself. He got his boots dirty. Uh, you know, he rode the ride. And initially, it was kind of boring. <laughs> initially, it was just basically meant to be uh, based off of his True Life Adventure docuseries that he did. Very educational. Uh, very educational. They were really good. They're literally Oscar award winning documentaries, mm-hmm. right? So they're great. But if it was they were originally supposed to be like, um, yeah, here's here are these animals throughout the various rivers of the world and whatnot. And then I think it was like at one point somebody. Uh, somebody said and Walt overheard them saying about the Jungle Cruise like oh I've ridden that ride I don't need to ride it again and that was like I love that that was like the thing that made Walt be like this needs to be different yeah I love it I love that that was what convinced him and he was right yeah and so then uh, they started working on kind of revamping the ride Uh, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the person who started rewriting the script oh I don't know I cannot remember for the life of me. I, I watched I watched the episode of it uh, on the um, the behind the attraction show, and I cannot remember the name of the person who did we'll it. We'll have to find out. Yeah, because they they started rewriting it and they started including a bunch of like just the jokes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Not a clue. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna see if I can find it. Uh, you. Continue. Okay. Um, well, because you know about you know a bunch about this ride too. I, I do. I to, do. You're very cute. I want I want you to you know talk about 
what you know. What do I know? Um, well, I know um, not historical facts so much as like I know a little fiddly facts like um that beautiful murky green brown water it is not naturally mm-hmm. murky green brown they dye it that mm-hmm. color i may have discussed yes. this on a previous previous podcast but i think that's very funny and very clever because of course it is the boats are now on a track so it hides the track uh when when they reach the end of the cycle of the dye before they need to redye, you can usually see the track a little bit below the water um every few months but um yeah and it's five feet deep so there you go the river's five feet deep you will probably not drown if you fall in, but don't go in there. Don't go in the water. It's You'll come out weirdly discolored. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, a big part of the inspiration of this ride visually was from the film The African Queen. Uh, a lot of... Uh, that's why the boat kind of looks the way it does, because it, so cool. it was based off of that one. Um, yeah, so... Uh, this this ride got uh, got some love from some pretty big names like I said like uh, uh, Harper Harper Goff who was the one who kind of started with the inspiration and and designs Bill Evans is the imaginary responsible for the land, for landscaping Disneyland it's and most of Disney World themselves so and, cool uh, yeah and so he was in charge of like getting all the plants in and doing all that stuff um, what's it called uh, Mark Davis mm-hmm. who's super famous for uh, for helping to get Haunted uh, Mansion and Pirates going, uh, did a bunch of uh, designs of the ride as well. So they're like this. This ride has had some pretty big names kind of attached to it. Yeah, yeah, and of course the the most infamous part of the ride is of course uh, you know the skippers themselves, which is. Which is really really nice. Yeah. Uh, who are kind of the main reason to go on the ride, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the uh, I guess antique now. Some of the original animatronics are really cool to look at, and um, yeah, the landscaping is gorgeous. Oh, that reminds me. Um, did you know that the Jungle Cruise landscaping has grown so much and is now its own ecosystem? So it is an official actual jungle. That's rad. Yeah, it's been classified as a real jungle. It um, it can sustain That's so itself. So cool. Super That's neat. very very cool. Yeah. Sorry, I don't even know how I got on that. I just I, I started talking and I remembered that fact. Um, well, that's just really fun to know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the the skippers are the main draw. That's, they really yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, and so like the uh, it's great because uh, all the skippers are given kind of the same script. Yeah. Uh, but the but each skipper is kind of allowed to take their own uh, freedom with the ride itself and be like, I'm going to use these jokes, you know? Uh, and of course you, you go for the jokes. The jokes are terrible. They are they're fantastic. so bad. They're so they're, good. They're full of dad jokes, but you, they're full you can't, of dad jokes. but you can't not love them. Oh yeah. That's the thing is you be, and I think it's because of the way that the skippers deliver them. They, they deliver them so sincerely and you can tell that they just love what they're doing. Which is very, very nice. It's very nice. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and yeah, and so uh, originally uh, the ride uh, the ride had not changed since opening day. Well, uh, no, that's not necessarily true. It did change slightly in that I think they added a couple more things um, just at, within the first few years. And of course, like we said, they changed the script and everything. Uh, but effectively, as a whole, the ride hasn't hadn't changed until literally last year. 
yeah. or started because that only within the last year did it get the the revamp or the uh, I guess the renewal of the ride. Yeah. Yeah, because until because up until then it was very there were some moments in the ride where that were a little bit like a little uh, you know not great mm-hmm. uh, mentions of you know uh, savage indigenous folk and uh, headhunters and stuff like that. So it wasn't they weren't I don't think they were necessarily blatantly racist. I think it was more just this is just not the best thing to say. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I mean like right? that's also like unfortunately if you if you want to consider it that way that's still blatantly racist. It's like it, it, having good intentions doesn't matter if you're stereotyping people who don't need that kind of press. And it's it's too bad, but I think what they've done instead is uh really superior, really good. They removed a bunch of those and they included a uh, a lot more diverse characters. There's the moment in the ride when uh, when uh the old safari used to be trying to climb up the pole because they were running away from a rhino. Mm-hmm. Now that is, uh, that is one of the, uh, I guess one of the voyages of the cruise has like capsized because the skipper ran aground and now the skipper and a bunch of the people on the boat are now trying to escape a rhino. And it's very, very silly and very, very fun. Yeah. I and agree. I like that they, and it's nice that they like put the skipper's into the ride itself. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It's super yeah. nice. Yeah. So this ride, the ride is is great. We love the ride. It's definitely one of my favorite. And when I think about it, I really feel like uh, New Orleans Square is probably my favorite area Mine too. of Disneyland. Uh, because it has two of my favorite rides. It has Haunted Mansion, which is my favorite ride, and then Pirates. Mm-hmm. And then close to that is Jungle Cruise. Yep. Right, it's it is technically in Adventureland, but you know, Adventureland's my second favorite. Adventureland's Adventureland is fun and cute too. So yeah, yeah, love it. And so then the movie happened, then produced movie by happened. Dwayne Johnson, which I think is I think it's so funny that Dwayne Johnson is at a point now where he's like, I really like this ride. Let's make it into a movie, and then just makes it. Yeah, like that's pretty funny. That's pretty great. I think I agree. Like good for him. And I personally really, really liked the movie. I thought it was fun. I thought it was silly. There were a couple twi- twi- uh, like twists that like did take me did take me aback. And then the re- and then yeah, uh, I saw somebody comment on Facebook being like, "Look, if you liked the original Mummy and you liked the original Indiana Jones, you'll like this movie." Yeah. I agree and it's with like, that. You know what? That, that is a very, very good point because that is effectively what this movie is. It's just it's. You and I talked about it before. It's very much a cookie cutter movie mm-hmm. in that, like, it's very much your standard, uh, you know, scholar wants to go find a treasure or whatever to better humanity, goes and on goes on an adventure with you know some rapscallion, <laughs> and then you know they all befriend each other and then. Of course, the two leads fall for each other because, you know, movies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so, like, on the on its face and on the whole, this movie doesn't really do anything particularly special. Mm-hmm. But I still think it was... I still think it was fun. I think the cast was great. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is... He just continues to just prove that he really is... He really can do so much. He, I, 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 you know, you see him in some crazy action movies like in Fast and Furious, and then you see him in this, in Jungle Cruise, where it's like, oh, you know, I'm just going to be a fun guy who's like able to 
crack a joke and just enjoy himself kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Emily Blunt is brilliant. We love Emily Blunt. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and yeah, I just, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed this movie, but I have a caveat. Yes. Now, I enjoyed it the whole way through. Yes. Um, and spoilers abound, so fast forward another time. Yeah. All right, so <clears throat> tell me what movie I'm talking about. A Journey Through Dangerous Waters, mm-hmm. Hunting for a Magical Treasure That Is a MacGuffin. <laughs> yeah. But be wary of the immortal beings cursed by said treasure that have become one with their environment. They're very dangerous, but no worries because you'll have the help of a lovable rogue who knows the ins and outs of the cursed ones because he used to be part of that crew and he's played by one of the biggest movie stars on the planet. What movie am I what movie series am I describing? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. This movie was just Pirates of the Caribbean and <laughs> <laughs> it was just Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, sp- yes, but to my point earlier, Pirates of the Caribbean is also basically just The Mummy and also just Indiana Jones. I know. It's, very, it's, it's that type of movie. It's a tropey movie. I know, but it's like right? just and- having the, the zombies that have also like joined with their environment, just like in the Dead Man's Chest movie. It's just uh-huh. like, and, and I mean, the, the zombies from the first movie were not like, they didn't become part of the ship or part of the ocean or whatever, but still. No, they were like straight, they were very, very like. Zombie zombies. Spoop, spoopy. Spoopy undead. zombies. I just, I understand it's tropey, but it's like, there's only three movies based on Disney, Disney rides. Yes. Yes. Pirates of the Caribbean, count, count that as one thing. Uh, there's Jungle Cruise now, and there's the Haunted Mansion. Yes. So why? Who? Who decided that of two, two of these three movies, one of which isn't good, the Haunted Mansion is not, we don't even talk about it. I haven't it's even seen not, it. It's not great. We know it's, it's terrible. Great. I'll watch it after this. Wh- yeah. Why would you make the movies have the exact same plot down to the twist? <laughs> the twist. Why? The twist. I mean, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just like you make both movies the same. That are the only two good movies that we talk about based on attractions at your theme park, and it's like, I just feel like it's a little condescending. I mean, I don't necessarily think it's condescending. I think it's more just because like that's kind of just what that the vibe of the ride was. It that's kind of the vibe that the ride really leans towards. I mean, what's, what's the other? Well, okay, maybe not zombies, but like it leans towards that 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 idea of going on a mysterious adventure for a special treasure kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's right? fine. But then that they made it that there were like the zombie guys and the same twist as Pirates of the Caribbean, that's my problem. Like, all right, I'll buy your journeying for a magical MacGuffin, but then the exactly the same sort of zombies can like sense the magical MacGuffin and chase it and then the the hero is oh, also Oh, they can't sense it. Oh, no, okay, they can't sense it. But then, like, no. the hero is also one of them, and that's a twist revealed halfway through. I'm like, okay. Like, I still well, enjoyed it. Well, the the hero... Yes, the hero in Jungle Cruise, so Dwayne's character, yes, we find out is actually 400-year-old Spaniard conquistador. Um, but in Pirates, Jack Sparrow doesn't become a zombie until they arrive at... Yeah, but he does know all the ins and outs of the Black Pearl and the crew because he used to be part of the crew. 
he used to captain the ship. He used sure, to captain the yeah. ship. Yeah, totally. Like, he, he doesn't become yeah. a zombie till the end when he decides to so that he can do the, the sword battle without dying, right? Yes, I haven't yes, seen yes. it in a while. But it just it just seems very similar. There are so many bazillions of... of there's only so many plots in the world, and I am I am aware of that. But, like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's bazillions of twists I, and turns. I see... I do see your point, and I do think you have a valid point. Maybe it's because maybe it's just because the pirates film is a little more fresh in my head, maybe. But I I also do see the differences in the two. Yeah, and I think there are differences, right. but I think like I don't know, just one of the biggest film studios on the planet not doing something that was a total departure from their other movie. It seems like a waste. That's all. It's the okay. same. And I, I still really enjoyed it. If Jungle Cruise had come out first, I would say the same thing about Pirates of the Caribbean. Why are they copying the other ride movie? Mm. It's, I just want to see more different things. That's all. And that's fair. And I see your point. Yeah. yeah. But I really love the yeah. guy made out of bees, so I'm not regretting that. It's just, what else <laughs> could it have been that wasn't yeah. so safe because they're like, oh, we're going to capitalize on how popular Pirates of the Caribbean was. D- yeah. I can't well, imagine they don't know. Yeah. Well, because also, like, Pirates wasn't super... Well... Excuse me. It's not to say that Pirates wasn't super popular, but I feel like... Oh, excuse me. Oh, I'm so burpy. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't... I, I feel like after the Pirates movie, the, the popularity of the ride spiked. Oh, it did. Right? And so, like, I, I don't necessarily think it was because they felt that the ride was particularly popular. I think it was more they were just like, hey, there's a fun little narrative here. Maybe we can make it into a movie. And so, yeah. And so you have the moments in the Jungle Cruise movie where you're like, oh, that's taken straight from the ride. Mm-hmm. For example, like... They're like in the like when we're first introduced to joint to Dwayne Johnson's character uh, to Frank, he's basically giving a tour of the Amazon and he's doing it. You're basically watching a version of the Jungle Cruise ride itself because he uses like all the same jokes. Yeah. Like, the jokes are pulled directly from the ride. I do think, though, that the backside of water joke would have worked better if they'd just gone gone under a waterfall. I don't think there are waterfalls like that on the Amazon River, necessarily, but it's much funnier if it's a waterfall. Yeah, but again, the issue is that there aren't really waterfalls that they are easily traversable yeah, yeah. in the Amazon, I imagine. And so he kind of had to do that himself. I guess so. I, it just Personally... I think for me, it's kind of funnier that he had to force it. That's fair. Rather than it just being a waterfall, he had to act. He he had to consciously build a thing that made water go along logs in order for him to make that joke. So he planned the joke, he built the apparatus, and then he made the thing happen. To me, that just seems silly and dumb and funny. Yeah, and it I is like silly that. and dumb and funny. I, I <laughs> yeah. just personally think the joke works better when it's like, this is a natural wonder of the world, not just something he's clearly done. Like the other uh, okay. the other things on the on the Jungle Cruise in the movie that, that he'd built, the audience on the boat bought into. But that one, yeah. it was like he just, they saw him get the water. That That's all I mean. It's just like not quite Well, I don't funny. know if they saw him get the water. I, I thought think they did. That they, oh, did they not? I didn't think they did. Oh. I didn't think they did. Okay, well then. No. Never I mind, think, I have I think, no point. I, I think they were just very much like, really, this, th- th- you're using this joke? It's just like, I think at that point, they were also just very exacerbate, exasperated by uh, just the stupid jokes he kept on saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love the jokes. I love the jokes. Oh, they're so funny. Love it. Like, and uh, you, over here, you'll see a hippopotamus, and the girl's like, hippos Hippos aren't native to the Amazon. He's like, shh. Yeah. <laughs> also, so 
this is something that I completely thought of like later, like just just popped into my head. So, in the film, they're using some of the they're using some of the older bits of the ride in that they show the Marauders uh, uh, spitting the blow darts at the boat. Mm-hmm. Right, that aspect I don't believe is in is in the ride anymore. I think they they took that. I'm, I imagine they have. I feel I think they did. Yeah, and so the thing. I think I realized is that because later in the movie we f- we find out that he's actually he's like a 400 year old undead conquistador looks great and he's like he looks great <laughs> <laughs> and he's and he befriended the indigenous of the Amazon mm-hmm. right that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting is that yes that he did that and so what I think happened is that he spoke to the, he talked to them and convinced them to join him in his con. Yeah, well, I think he just pays them, too, to... Yeah, and so he basically just pays a bunch of these indigenous folk of the Amazon to to spit the the darts at the boat. Yeah. So the people that you see coming aren't actors. They're actually the indigenous folk that he asked to help him in in his con. To mess with the people. To mess with the people, which which to me is kind of funny. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Also, I like that they made Trader Sam a woman. Trader Sam, and she had a top hat. She had a top hat, and it was a great top. It hat. was great. She looked fantastic. I love. She I love a woman fantastic. in a big top hat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I. Yeah, I just i. I really like this. I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I would probably see it again just to kind of hang out and have fun and just watch something. Yeah, just watch something. Fun I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah, but um, I definitely have made an appointment with my Disney Plus to watch um, Pirates of the Caribbean again soon. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> right? Oh, so good. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. How many uh, weird pink river porpoises out of five <laughs> would you give this movie? Oh, that was such a nice moment. I when they had, them. like, the pink porpoises and, the, like, coming through. The, the nightmare porpoises. So nice. The nightmare porpoises. Oh, they're called too- Amazon River Dolphins. Thank you. Stare too long in their eyes and you'll have nightmares. And then she did. Oh, uh, and then she did. <laughs> and then she did, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we have to talk about the the, 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 the thing. The thing that happened in the movie that we're all actually, that is like probably the, one of the only things that I didn't like about the movie. Oh, yeah. It, uh, I know exactly it, what you're going to say. Go ahead. I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, so, okay. So in this movie, you have a moment where uh, everyone's relaxing uh, Emily Blunt's character is doing some snooping when she shouldn't be, but of course she is anyway because that's her character. And Frank and uh, and the brother are having a little heart to heart. They're talking. They're talking about the sister. And it's like, and he's like, he asks uh, Frank asks the brother, is like, why do you stick around with her? And he basically goes on this whole story, being like, I had to reject three perfectly good suitors in England suitable women to marry because my what was it he said like my my my, interests lie elsewhere yeah my interests lie elsewhere dot 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 he's gay and so here's the thing i love gay representation i love when it happens Mm -hmm. it's great we need it it's awesome especially in a disney movie but here's the problem the problem is when you do the thing but then never pay it off yep then it's just called tokenizing. Yep. So you have your token gay character. Yay, look at us, we're progressive. But he never yay. does anything gay. But he never does anything gay. He never meets a man. 
He never gets a kiss. He doesn't get a happy nothing. ending. Literally, happy... his gayness, or, or figuratively, his gayness is there to serve Emily Blunt's story as being a good person, and yes. that is the only reason it's in the movie. Yes, because apparently when he came out to his family, they were disowning him and blah blah blah, and uh, you know, which is the story of a bunch of other, which is kind of like the queer narrative, really. And then you have Emily Blunt's character, who was apparently the only person to accept him for who he was. Of course, which is great. You know, we love a we love a a, a sister who loves their brother for who they are. That's great. But again, I feel like I feel like if you had like removed the gay aspect and just made it that he just he just really loves his sister because his sister was there for him when he when she needed to be or his parents so, died or... or his parents died or something you could easily have changed the narrative to something entirely different and not have him be gay and it would not have changed the story or or you could have kept him being gay and had him meet a beautiful um, indige- indigenous man that was accepting in the rainforest that lived with Trader Sam and he could have decided to stay Maybe I personally don't think he would have stayed anyway, just because that's not his character. Oh well, but I mean, I like, like he could have developed like, that way. Like they could have found a way to write it so that he had a journey that had to do with what he said was a core yes. part of who he is. I'm not like the way it is now. That wouldn't have totally worked, but they could have just left him there. They could have found a way to leave him there because yes. Also, once he gets I, I, back, I, he's got no ending except to speak to the Society for Explorers on behalf of Emily Blunt. He has no resolution to his story at all. No, he's just kind of. yeah he's cute though yeah and like he was a good it was a fun character he was very fun to kind of see just being like very much the fish out of water kind of character who's like so used to living a specific lifestyle Mm -hmm. and then like being thrusted into the jungle that was fun there were there were some cute little moments and stuff but again like don't throw a gay character into your thing if you're not going to make it worth it because then you're doing more harm than good yep 100 percent agree with you Right? Like, yeah, that's, if I had to give, if I had to give this movie any negative review, it would be for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and at the same time, I'm like, I feel like that was, uh, I, I feel like that wasn't necessarily, like, obviously that wasn't Dwayne Johnson's fault. He didn't write the, he didn't write the movie, uh, but he did produce it. So I'm like, I'm kind of like, I, I see what they were trying to do and I applaud them for trying it's a step but, in the right direction, I guess. Yeah, and it's like it go it goes back to the thing where it's like any representation is good representation. And it's like, yeah, yeah. but we're past that. Yeah, like we have better forms of representation. Absolutely. Like, like the bar's not that low, guys. No. The bar is not low. The bar <laughs> is so low it's a tavern in Hades. It's like it's not hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I uh, if agree. I had to give this, if I had to give this movie a review, I'd probably give it like seven or eight out of ten. It's the, um, I'm sorry, the scale is five weird pink river dolphins. Oh, that's right, <laughs> pink river dolphins. Right, that's fair. You're right. You're right. Uh, I give it a three. Three out of five weird pink river dolphins. Okay, so if it's three and a half. Um, out of ten jaguars, how many? Out of ten jaguars, I'd give it seven. Seven jaguars. All right. All right. All right. Seven all right. Jaguars, all right. Yeah. And me. The kitty. The kitty. the kitty. Oh, yeah. There was a wonderful jaguar in the movie. He had a pet jaguar. Yeah, it was That it was he awesome. named Proxima. Proxima. Because, 
because in Spanish, Proxima is the next one. And so he would always take it astray. It was like, and then the, and then the next one, and then the next one, La Proxima, La Proxima, La Proxima. And just named it Proxima. And that, that made me giggle because I was like, oh, that makes actual literal sense. It's really cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also Kitty. <laughs> Kitty. I think um, uh, out of my rating system is uh, 17 piranhas. And I, I'd say out of 17 oh. piranhas, I will give this 12 piranhas. 12 piranhas out of, th- out of 17 piranhas? Yeah, but I give Pirates of the Caribbean, the first movie, Black Pearl, 16 out of 17 piranhas. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl is a practically perfect film. Yeah. It's fucking genius. I'm just, I like, it's great. I, I love it. I, I'm not sure it passes the Bechtel test, which is why I like... I don't think... Well, no, because like... There's what, one woman long, character. There's one But it's still character. great. And also, funnily enough, oh no, Jungle Cruise does have more than one female character. Yeah, Trader Sam. It does pass the back oh, test, pass I the believe. Test, yeah. um, yes, it does. But, because when they're together, they're talking deep. about. Because when they're talking to each other, they're talking about the arrowhead. Yes, but two female characters them. does not fix the problem. No, it does not. <sighs> Just because it technically passes the Bechdel test does not mean it's um, terribly progressive. Anyway, I still no. recommend seeing it. I still think it's a fun romp. Absolutely. It is, it is. It's very fun. And especially if you love dad jokes, like it, it's full of them. Love a and dad joke. It's, uh, it's so good. It's, it's, very, it's so very silly. And then also just watch a ride through of the Jungle Cruise ride. Yeah. And then watch a ride through of the Jingle Cruise because that's hilarious. <laughs> Jingle Cruise, yes. Jingle Cruise. All right. Cute. What are we All on right. to next week, Amar? Next week we are doing Scamp's Adventure. Cute. Lady in the Tramp 2. <laughs> Lady in the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. Love it. Love that for us. Fab. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, No, that's it. Great. All right. See you real soon. See ya. Bye. Bye.